Welcome to Authentic Influence with host Anthony Chansamuth, the show where we get real and share the stories and struggles, strategies and tactics of successful influencers and entrepreneurs so that you too can take action to create the life and business that you choose. And now over to Anthony. Welcome to Authentic Influence. This is Anthony Chansomuth from Simple Creative Marketing. And today we are talking about how to grow your business using referrals. And uh, I have a cool guest joining me all the way from Mexico, uh, Cancun to be precise. Uh, and he's going to tell us a lot about that in a moment. So Raul uh, Galera is the chief advocate at Referral Candy, uh, an app that allows e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs. Uh, Raul currently leads Referral Candy's partnership efforts, working alongside agencies, media, and tech companies. Referral marketing is a blend of organic content, community marketing, and influencer marketing. Uh, and we'll break down what those different things are because there is a lot of confusion in the space around uh, just the different definitions. Um, and word of mouth is a powerful channel for both successful global names as well as new uh, niche or niche brands. Uh, so let's bring in Raul. Raul, thanks for joining us today thanks for having me all right let's uh, just jump into uh you, you yeah, before you joined talk, you talking about sort of moving around mexico and and, and doing this a uh, bit of a, a nomad type thing um what's that all about and, and and you know how did you um get into this position where you're doing this thing and you're traveling around and and, and working at the same time i guess yeah um so the i guess the, the seed of of what i'm doing right now kind of like the, the origin um it's when when i was uh, living in, in chile in in santiago I'm, I'm from spain just kind of for for context so after college i moved to uh to santiago in chile uh to work for a for a french uh startup um and uh, i lived there for a couple of years but i had a uh, an office job basically i mean i, li I like my job there but it, it was uh it was just a kind of like a regular office job um, and, uh, but I was working at a co-working space with a bunch of other entrepreneurs, uh, that were running their business kind of remotely. This was back in 2014, 15. So, you know, that the concept of, of work and travel wasn't really that common, uh, back then. So I thought it was you know, really cool. Like I would meet with all these people that, uh, you know, that they will go to Buenos Aires for the weekend and they will spend a week in Medellin and then they go, they'll go up to the U S and then back down to Chile again. And I thought it was, you know, the coolest thing in the world. Um, so I, I decided that I wanted to get a, a remote job. Um, and so I, well, I was looking for, uh, I actually wanted to get a remote job, but I also wanted to get into tech because I was, I was working for a, uh, for a recruiting firm back then. Um, mm. and so I, I started looking for, uh, software companies that would be open to hire somebody remotely. Um, and I came across referral candy on angel list. Um, I personally loved the, the, the product. I mean, I, I come from a sales background, so I was, I always look at um, products in, in terms of how easy would this be to sell? And I thought that referral candy was probably kind of like a no brainer for, uh, for a lot of brands. So I figured it would be a, a, an easy sell. Um, and so I, I, so I, I saw, a, a sales job that they had posted on angel list. Um, and instead of, uh, applying through angel list, I actually uh, sent a cold email to the CEO. Um, and we had a, a couple of calls and yeah, I'm still here. So <laughs> that's fantastic, man. I love this, the the courage i suppose to actually send that cold email and, and just go i'm going straight to the ceo don't worry about you know the hr process uh <laughs> and I think that's, that, that's something that i think a lot of people don't do enough of 
because obviously remote work has taken off since the pandemic. A lot of people were, you know, well, companies went remote uh, and now a lot of them going back to hybrid models and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but referral candy, referral candy seems to be still 100% remote. Is that correct? So actually, uh, referral candy was uh, was still a hybrid back then. Um, okay. So we've always had uh, an office in Singapore where our uh, engineering, design, and marketing teams were were typically based. Um, and then we had uh, a customer support team working remotely from the Philippines. So we had kind of like, excuse me, that hybrid there. Um, obviously, after the pandemic, uh, we're all working remotely. Uh, we've also, uh, some of my colleagues have also started to travel as well. Uh, those that were actually based at the office, they're, they're starting uh, to to go on the nomad lifestyle as well. Um, and uh, I mean, we, we still don't have an office. We don't really know what's how that's going to look like. Uh, I think we'll get some sort of office, uh, whether it's like a dedicated you know, in, in space for us in an office building or a co-working space. Uh, but I think we'll we'll maintain some sort of like hybrid model uh, because the majority of our of our employees are, are still based in Singapore anyway. So it, it makes sense for them to to have a, a workspace that they can all share. That's very cool. And I love that you've been doing this long before it became a trend. So, so you're, <laughs> you're a trendsetter. Um, just on the uh, sort of just to give our listeners an, an idea of the company and, and um, you know, can you give us a bit of background? When did the company start? How many clients are you at currently? How many partnership uh, programs have you have you helped businesses create uh, over the past few years? Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually one of the oldest companies in the referral marketing space um, for for e-commerce specifically. Uh, so we we launched uh, it's going to be almost almost 12, 12 years now. Um, and so, yeah, we've been around for, for a while. Um, and, uh, we've obviously from the very beginning, we've been, um, focused 100% on, on e-commerce. Uh, and so that's the, the majority of our customers are using Shopify or big commerce or WooCommerce or kind of any of the major, uh, e-commerce platforms. And basically what we do is that we allow these brands to set up and run customer referral programs on autopilot. So when we think about our referral program, uh, we typically think of the traditional you know, give 10, get 10 type of thing, right? Like you, you, you get, you get a referral link that you can share with your friends, your friend gets a discount on their first purchase. And if your friend ends up actually making that purchase, you'll get some sort of reward. So what we do is that we just put that on autopilot, um, and, and basically kind of remove the, the, the need for the merchant, for the merchant to, to, uh, you know, uh, work, actually do daily work on the referral program. We, we make sure that everything is running on autopilot so they can focus on running their business. Um, and like I said, we're, yeah, we've, we've been around for, for, uh, almost 12 years now. Uh, we've served, uh, over 30,000 brands, uh, during this, this decade. Um, and right now we have, uh, over 3000 active merchants that are using referral candy right now for their referral programs. That's really cool. Uh, and I, I want to get into your, just when you came onto the team and obviously the work that you've done has evolved and uh, you know, where you were as a company has shifted, you know, over that time. Um, but how important has partnerships been for the growth of referral candy? So, uh, I mean, that, that, that's, that was actually um, an experiment that the company wanted to, to run back in 2016. When I, when I came across it, it was actually really good timing. Uh, when, when I kind of pitched, uh, the, the idea of working with her fellow candidate to the CEO, because they were actually looking for somebody that could you know, kickstart a, a partner program and see, uh, how would that look like? And also how would that work? Um, and so it, it's, it's taken several shapes, uh, and forms over the past few years, but 
right now what we have, um, it's it's a partner program that's divided in kind of like three different aspects. So the first one is uh, how we work with agencies. So agencies are extremely interesting for, for us for several reasons. Uh, the first one is obviously they have a, a, a portfolio of clients that could use referral candy. Uh, and so we can, you know, just by having one point of contact, we can help many different brands at the same time. The second is that these agencies, especially marketing agencies, are are experts in marketing, and they definitely know the the dynamics of referral mar referral marketing. So when they install referral candy on their clients' stores and they set up the referral program for them, they they're gonna have that uh, that knowledge on on what makes a referral program successful, and, and we can actually help them achieve that as well. So they're gonna make sure that the referral program gets enough promotion. They're gonna make sure that um, the the cadence for referral emails is the right one. So there's that 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 kind of expertise. Uh, it definitely helps improve the performance of the referral program. So that's that's those two main reasons are why we love working with uh, e-commerce and and marketing agencies. Uh, so that would be the first the first kind of bucket of partners. The second one is affiliates. So uh, people that have a blog about e-commerce or a YouTube channel or has some sort of you know presence online, whatever the format is, um, and uh, and they want to talk about referral candy and get paid for you know, uh, referrals that they that they send our way. Uh, we definitely have a system for for that. Um, and then the third bucket um, would be uh, other kind of like partnerships with tech companies. Uh, so we integrate with several uh, different uh, uh, e-commerce related tools like Klaviyo, like Recharge, um, like MailChimp. And so we obviously have a partnership for those. We're also looking for uh, always in the lookout for uh, adding a tool to our tech stack that can help our our customers as well. So that, those, those are kind of like the three main areas in which we we typically do, do partnerships. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I wanted to, hear that from you because you know we've got a segment of our audience who are sort of SaaS companies building their software platforms and then we've got uh you know i think a small percentage would be e-com but that's growing um and majority is well it's all b2b so um for anyone we're going to go into just the mechanics of how do you start an e-commerce program a, a referral program and, and and how do you even think about that um i'd like to just understand from you role like how has referral marketing evolved over the past decade yeah, so um, I mean, it's 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 kind of funny to to think about it um, how referral candy got started. Um, so the 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 conversation that 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 kind of like started the idea of of launching referral candy for our, our two co-founders um, was a conversation with a friend that was running an online store again back in two thousand and ten, um, and he was trying to figure out a way to leverage Facebook, which back then was a still kind of brand new tool. Uh, we're talking about 2010, I was 2009. That's when I got into college. I think that's when I actually got my Facebook account. So it's, it, it was definitely an emerging uh, uh, social media platform. And so uh, this entrepreneur was looking to uh, figure out ways that he could get his customers to uh, refer their friends using Facebook. So um, the reality is that referral marketing uh, as we as we know it today uh, has evolved, especially in the e-commerce world has evolved. Um, kind of tied to social media and, and how social media has evolved over the past few years and also how e-commerce has grown um, over, again, also over the past decade and more specifically in the past couple of years when it's absolutely yeah. exploded. Um, but the reality is that uh, referral marketing, it's it's built on top of something that has existed forever, which is word of mouth. 
Uh, it's probably the the, the oldest uh, you know, marketing channel that ever existed. Um, and it's something that we do on a regular basis. So it, it just makes sense to um, build on top of that, build on top of something that we already do. So it's it's all about, it's not really about changing the way that customers are talking to their friends and family about uh, about a specific product, but to increase it. How can we make it more attractive for customers uh, to, to refer their friends? How can we make it, uh, how can we remind them that there's a referral program for a brand that they love and so their friends and family could also love it. Um, so it's all about creating uh, different incentives on top of something that we already do on a regular basis. So uh, that's that's why it works so well. That's a really key distinction you, you talk about here about incentives. Um, before we go there, I, I'd like to understand in your in your understanding, what's the difference between word of mouth and referral marketing? Because I hear that being used as the same thing. They're like, but there's a distinction, right? Yeah. So word of mouth is it's it's the egg, right? That's what it's what comes first. Um, it's the uh, it, it's it's something that just happens organically. Um, and when I talk to merchants uh, that are thinking about running a referral program, uh, I typically tell them, look, you know, you've, you've been around. You've run your business for for a few years now. You have a daily uh, uh, or like a steady number of customers coming in every day and making purchases. Um, if you're a not necessarily a mature business, but if you are kind of past that startup stage and you have kind of like a recurring uh, flow of orders, you definitely have word of mouth happening in your store. Your customers are definitely talking to their friends and family uh, about it because the same way that we talk about. You know, what Netflix show we're we're watching right now? We talk about things that we're that we're buying online. So those recommendations are happening. Uh, now the difference is that if you don't have a referral system or some sort of structure, uh, it doesn't have to be referral candy or a referral software. It could be something as simple as you know, creating coupon codes and keeping track of of those on a spreadsheet, right? Uh, which is not not the easiest way to uh, to to run a program, but it, it definitely happens. Um, if you don't have any sort of referral system in place, it's really hard for you to know how many customers are you acquiring through referrals or through through word of mouth in this case. So referral marketing, it's something that you build on top of word of mouth. So again, those referral incentives, like um, get $10 for every friend that you refer or get 20% of your friend's order as a cash reward uh, for every friend that you refer um, or to get a discount, you know, whatever it is, that's an incentive that's going to uh, incentivize somebody to go out and, and refer their friends or maybe to post it on social media or maybe um, create a blog post about it or go on, on Instagram live and you know talk about your product if, if they have a, a large following base. Um, so that's the, the, the kind of like the, the incentives is part of it. Also the basically everything that you build on top of your referral program. So all the landing pages, emails, uh, et cetera, everything that you build to remind your customers about the existence of the referral program. Um, that's what we consider referral marketing. I know of a few brands who do referral marketing really well. And, I, and there are a bunch of, this is what I saw an article on, on your site, which shows I think like 20 brands that are just killing it um, or even 50 brands. But in your experience, what makes referral programs fail? Like what are the mistakes that, that some brands, uh, you know, startups are doing or, or, you know, when they're getting into it, sometimes I've seen established brands launch referral programs that suck, that, just, that mm -hmm. don't, like, it's not, you know, we kind of think of, oh, Dropbox, like one of the, that's kind of like the shining example of a referral program that went bananas and, and you know, obviously grew, grew rapidly. Um, but can you speak to, 
you know, some of the mistakes you've seen and, and what would actually kill a referral program? I would say that the most common reason for a referral program not to work, um, well, actually, let me start by saying that um, a lot of referral programs don't work because the company isn't ready for a referral program. So a referral program, it's not, it's not going to solve an issue that you currently have in your store. Uh, if your customers are not happy with your product, if they're not leaving good reviews, a referral program is not going to change that because giving an incentive or giving $50 to somebody to refer their friends when they're actually not happy with the purchase they made, uh, they're, they're not, they're not going to recommend your product, uh, quite the opposite. So, um, not being ready, it's, it's probably not the most common one because brands know, uh, when, when their product, when their customers love their product and when they're getting good reviews and, and the, the customer support chats are positive. Um, and so they know when, when they're ready to launch a referral program. But I always like to remind that, uh, in the sense that referral, referral marketing builds on top of something that should already happen on your online store, which is word of mouth. Um, so yeah, that's something that in my opinion, it's always good to keep in mind, but the, the most common reason for a referral program not to work is lack of promotion. So uh, if you're not letting your customers know that you have a referral program, and that could be in the, in the shape of uh, a referral email after a purchase or um, with a pop-up um, on your site, either, either after they go through checkout or somewhere on your homepage or some sort of widget or some sort of dedicated landing page on your site that tells either, either customers or, or website visitors that you have a referral program, uh, let alone any sort of social media promotion or newsletter mentions, anything along those lines. If you don't have any sort of that promotion happening, your customers are not going to be aware of it and they're not going to join. They're not going to refer their friends. So you'd be surprised. That's actually probably the, the, the most common example of what makes a referral program not work. Um, and then kind of addressing the last point, I thought it was really interesting when you mentioned about brands having or bigger companies having referral programs that are not good. Um, another thing that I see, and again, this is probably not, not with our customer base because referral candy is kind of built to make things easy right. um, on purpose. <laughs> it's but, but bigger companies tend to have referral programs that are, um, or, or even loyalty programs as well, that are a little bit too difficult. Um, it's, it's difficult for customers to earn rewards. It might be a big reward, but you might have to do a lot of different things. You might have to refer a lot of friends uh, and your friends might have to spend a lot of money in order to be able to get that big reward. Um, and I, I've seen that with with companies. I'm, I, I won't name them, obviously, but companies that I that I personally love that have really good products, but their referral programs just are, are terrible, right? Um, and, yeah. and I and it, it's hard for me to believe that they're actually working as well as they should. Um, so yeah, that's a, that was a really good point, and definitely something that doesn't happen as much with smaller brands. But yeah, on an enterprise level, it's yeah, it's quite common, unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's just an uh, there's just an assumption that we have, you know, if we've got product market fit and we have the right, um, obviously we've got growing revenue and these things are consistent and the marketing engine's working and therefore if we just put up a referral or you know or ambassador program or a loyalty program that all of our buyers are just going to jump on that. Um, and you're right. If, if, the, if there's too many hoops to jump through, like yeah. you, you, do you remember when if we go back ten years ago when you know, your opt-in forms were much more complex. It was like, let's put in your email, your phone number, your address, all these different details. And then over time, it's just simplified down to 
just give me your email address. <laughs> like, like yeah. because people don't want to fill it out. They just it's just too much inf- unless the reward is high enough, right? If it's like if I feel I'm gonna win a Tesla, right? Okay, maybe I'm gonna <laughs> Sorry, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So um versus okay, you're giving me a hundred dollar Amazon voucher. Like it's 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 the reward is the incentive is kind of important you yeah. know, to the success of the program. Um what have you seen in terms of incentives work uh and and what doesn't work? Um I would say that um, and kind of following up on, on the last point that we were discussing, in my opinion, and this is a personal opinion, but it's also uh, based on, on, on what I've seen on referral candy customers, it's better to give a small reward often than giving a, a big reward after you know, referring a large number of friends. Mostly because you're, you know, we, we all love getting something. And that, I mean, that's the beauty of rewards when you're not expecting it or, or, uh, or you know, when you're referring a friend and you're getting something out of it, but you could have also refer a friend just because you're you know, recommending a good product or, or, or something that you know your your friends are going to love. And you would have done it anyway, but you're still getting a reward. So your, your customers are, are going to be happy to receive it, even if it's small. That's, that's another, uh, that's also something that a lot of brands think that they need to give something big in order to get their customers to, to refer. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, as long as you give something, uh, your customers are going to, going to appreciate it. So, so yeah, it, my opinion, it's better to give something small, but often rather than making it really difficult to get a big reward. Um, but in terms of rewards that work well, um, it obviously depends of the company and what, you know, what the product is. And, but I, I would say that, uh, there's a couple of things that we typically tell merchants to keep in mind kind of as a, as a rule of thumb on how to, how to set up, uh, referral rewards. The first one is to look at your customer's purchase behavior. Um, and, and. The reason why I'm saying this is because you can you can optimize your rewards uh, to increase the lifetime value of both the existing customer and also the friend. Um, if you have customers that are coming back to your store to buy from you on a somewhat regular basis, uh, even more if they're if they're on a subscription, um, it's good to give them a discount on a future purchase for every friend that you that they refer. Mm. Uh, in that case, they will be not only incentivized to refer a friend, but also once they get the, this, this discount, they're going to want to redeem it by buying from you. So they're not even going to consider going with a competitor because now they have uh, a discount that probably a lot of other customers can have access to because they haven't referred a friend. So it, it makes them feel kind of special. Um, on the other hand, if you're selling something that your customers are not going to buy anytime soon, uh, then you know, it's better to give maybe some sort of gift or, or a cash reward. You know, and no, nobody's going to say no to, to cash. So that's uh, something that that actually works really well. So that kind of rule of thumb in terms of uh, purchasing behavior can help a lot uh, in the sense that you're you're incentivizing your customers to not only refer, but to, to come back uh, for, for more. So in my opinion, that's kind of like the baseline um, of what you should be thinking about. Now, in terms of actual rewards, actual numbers, uh, that really depends on you know your your own uh, kind of uh, profit margin that you can afford to give. Uh, depends on the, the nature of your product, um, but those are things that can be you know can be tweaked later on. But kind of like the structure, um, it's it's uh, that's that's kind of the typical structure that we that we uh, typically recommend. And I'll actually mention one more thing. Um, a lot of times, customers refer because they want to provide something valuable to their friends. So I've seen a lot of brands giving a bigger incentive to the friend to make mm. that first purchase rather than the 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 commission to the customer that, that's making the recommendation. Uh, I've seen a lot of referral programs work really well giving that bigger discount to the friend. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I've seen uh, it's like a two two tier reward system because it's like I'm rewarding the person who's giving the referral, but I'm also rewarding the, the person referring it to, um, yeah. which is a new customer. Um, so it becomes a customer acquisition. But I like that it's both acquisition and retention because by actually giving a discount or some kind of incentive to the referrer, you're actually that's actually a retention strategy. Um, so that's a very smart way to do that. Um, and I also like your point about um, considering your profit margin and how much you have in terms of budget to allocate to these rewards, because that's uh, I've seen I've made that mistake before where it's like, OK, I'll put out an affiliate program or referral program. Uh, and then I didn't consider that, hey, that's really, you know, that additional 20 percent discount that I'm offering here plus the 20% I'm giving to the, refer, the referee, that's 40%, right? And, and that's actually a marketing expense. So that's, that's, a, that's, a kind of hit, that's going to hit my sales, uh, you know, my profit margin. Um, and so you got to really think about your numbers around when you're setting this up. So do, thanks for sharing that. Um, we talked about, you know, what kind of makes a good referral program. Um, we talked about incentives. So, and you also, you also shared about, you know, mistakes you've seen brands making. So. Just to, to clarify, like when is the right time to start a referral program, Raul? Yeah, so um, yeah, that's a really good question. I would say, um, I don't want to sound biased, but I would say that it's not necessarily a, ever a bad time to launch a referral program. It's just, it just depends on the type of results that you're going to get in the kind of like short term feature. Um, when is it a good time? Uh, I would say that if you are a startup, and you have just launched your product and maybe we're talking about e-commerce uh you're getting let's say um less than 100 orders per month um i'm not saying that it's a bad time to launch a referral program but it's definitely going to take a while to see any meaningful meaningful results coming from from referrals and the reason why i'm saying this is because at the end of the day referral programs <clears throat> are uh, a numbers game so uh, if you if you ask your customers, excuse me. <laughs> Something in my throat for some reason. <clears throat> if you ask your customers, <laughs> if you ask your customers, um, how willing are you to refer us to your friends and family? Uh, run a typical uh, net promoter score survey. And you get, let's say nine, uh, kind of like the most common answer is, is nine. So nine out of 10 customers would refer their, their, their friends to your store. Uh, now the, the the reality is that only a fraction of those customers that are saying that they will refer their friends are actually going to do it um and it doesn't mean that they don't like your company or that they don't like your product it just means that you know, we're we're just busy <laughs> on our daily lives and so we, we just tend to forget so that's why i also mentioned earlier that that promotion promoting your referral program it's it's one of the main drivers of, of success because People are busy. People are not necessarily thinking about the referral program that you're running. And so given that kind of constant reminder is definitely going to help them uh, or it's going to help stay top of mind. So next time that they see a friend, uh, they will they will mention it. So so that's why I say that it depends on the number of orders or the number of new customers that you get on a daily or, or a monthly basis is going to affect um, the number of customers that join your referral program, the number of customers that end up referring a link and and sorry, sharing their link and the number of customers that actually end up making those referrals because the friend have clicked on the referral link and then made a purchase. So anything under a hundred, a hundred orders a month, I think it, again, it's going to be difficult to see results. Now, if you are over 500 orders a month 
over a thousand orders a month, it's definitely the right time. That's the, the sweet spot uh, to launch a referral program because you're probably going to see results um, within a matter of weeks or or maybe months at the latest. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like just giving people guidelines around what to aim for, what to shoot for, because if we, we, we don't have an idea. And this is obviously it's going to be contextual and different to your industry and, and what you're selling and also how responsive your list is and there's all these different factors when it comes to marketing. Um, but uh, certainly if you understand, yeah, if you're getting you know that volume of orders, it makes sense. Um, so you're doing something right because word of mouth is happening uh, and therefore, you know, why not have a system for doing that? Um, so if someone's listening to this and they're going, okay, yeah, that sounds like me, our brand's kind of there. Um, what are the steps that they would take to set up a referral program? Um, so we've, we've actually made it very simple for, for brands to set up and run a referral program with Referral Candy. Um, so what I will do is to uh, recommend them to go to referralcandy.com and, and create an account. Uh, depending on the platform that they're using, they might have to, uh, to follow a slightly different onboarding uh, process, mostly because we integrate with the store. Uh, and so there's there's little differences, whether you're on, on Shopify or WooCommerce or BigCommerce, or if you have your own custom store built as well. So it, it kind of depends. So just better to see what are the different steps for, for all of them. But uh, if you're on, on any of the three major platforms, so Shopify, you can just install it from, from the Shopify app store, uh, WooCommerce, just install the plugin. So uh, yeah, pretty kind of pretty simple. Uh, after that, after you have connected referral candy to your store, um, you need to, first of all, set up your rewards. So what are you going to give your customers to incentivize them to uh, refer their friends? And also what are you gonna give their friends to incentivize them to make that first purchase? So we give several different options, coupon codes, cash, custom rewards. So they can kind of go through that and figure out what's kind of like the best uh, mix for, for their store. Um, and then after that, uh, as I said, promotion is key. So we provide merchants with um, a set of email templates and, and landing pages that kind of like uh, take different parts of the referral funnel. And so instead of having to modify all these pages, uh, we've made it very simple for them. They can just upload a logo and a banner and we take care of the rest. We apply that to all the different uh, marketing assets that come with the referral program. Um, and after that, it's just a matter of launching the program. We take care of um, automatically inviting customers to join the the referral program um, after they make a purchase. Uh, they can also add a call to action on the homepage so uh, visitors can also read about it and, and join. Uh, but we keep the process on autopilot. We invite customers after purchase to run to 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 join the referral program. We give them a unique referral link. They share that referral link with the friend, a friend clicks on the link and they make a purchase using the coupon code that has been given to them. Um, we track the whole referral system and we automatically also send the rewards to the customer that made the, the referral in the first place. So it's all, you know, it's all automated. Oh, and the friend that made the first purchase gets automatically invited to join the program. So the, the cycle kind of starts all over again. So, so yeah, just setting up the rewards and setting up the emails and templates. Uh, it's all they really need to do. You're listening to Authentic Influence. Learn the tips, strategies, and practices for taking your influence to the next level. Now, back to the show. That's really... So I'm just going to recap that. So 
you know, step one, um, if you want to go to referralcounty.com, you can set up an account there. Uh, once you're in there, now you're thinking about step two is rewards. Okay, what are rewards going to be? You can put those into the system. Uh, step three would be promotion. Um, and this, I think you can't, uh, people can underestimate what's involved in this process, which is, you know, writing emails. Uh, do, you, do you offer templates or anything like that people can kind of use? Yeah, yeah so we have, we have pre-built templates. Um, and so whenever you change, the rewards the templates get automatically changed as well so you know everything okay. yeah we, we've we've built it in a way that's very very automated so uh merchants don't have to spend a lot of time uh setting this thing up and in this step in the promotion step i'm curious about how partnerships come into play so is, is there you know have you seen brands work really well with partners they they were they already have existing partners and whatnot or reaching out to new partners and saying hey we're, we're launching a referral program would you be involved in in or do you want to be involved in that launch uh, have you seen that work well yes actually that, that that's a really good question one of the biggest trends that i'm seeing right now um is companies that are using referral candy uh, to run a traditional customer referral program but they're also using referral candy to run influencer programs so if they're working with influencers so the, the the way that brands typically work with influencers is that they uh they they pay them for in exchange for a post or a series series of posts or some sort of content that they're going to create and post on their um uh, typically instagram um and then kind of wait for conversions or kind of like you know hope that that, that that kind of content it's going to convert so it's it's, it's kind of hard for brands to see what's the direct um translation from that investment to actual sales and so what a lot of brands are doing right now is that they're using referral candy to run influencer programs so uh, instead they're they're convincing influencers to uh to join their program they get a unique referral link um and then they can start uh, referring people on, or whether it's on, on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is. So, uh, those, those type of partnerships are working really well right now. Uh, because again, it's, it's more fair for everybody. Uh, the, 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 uh, the influencer now has an incentive to actually generate sales. Um, the brand is happy because now they're paying not necessarily just a fixed bu budget and then hoping that the, the, the ROI will be positive after, uh, after the campaign is over, but now they're, they're paying based on, um, on actual conversion. So uh, even for even for the influencer as well, like the, now they have the potential of earning uh, maybe lifetime commissions or maybe kind of like some sort of uh, uh, steady uh, affiliate income from from the brand. So um, it's it's something that's definitely it, I I don't think there's a single week in which I don't see a brand uh, reaching out to us because they want to. Uh, launch a referral program and an affiliate program at, at the same time. So that's that's probably the most common scenario that I'm seeing these days. Yeah, I think those activations are really smart. And, and it's, um, you know, we, I'm thinking of like a local uh, ice cream shop here. It's a, actually, they sell gelato uh, and they do brand activations with influencers. Um, and, and, and I know one of the challenges for those type of activations, as you say, is actually tracking, is this actually working, right? Like we invest um what a traditional way of influencer marketing is we'll pay you you know a certain amount of money or, or certain incentives you go do the post or do the content and put it out to your audience uh, and then and then we'll you know fingers crossed get some some wins from that um but i think you're having a system like referral candy and the tracking that's embedded within that makes it a lot easier like you can actually go well here's your referral link use this um and then we'll see we'll see exactly what happens when when your content goes out right like um, it's much easier to track over time as well. So that, that's really, really, really sophisticated and it's, it's a great strategy. Um, 
Speaking of ROI, so how do you actually, you know, how, how do we measure the ROI of a referral program? Revenue. <laughs> how much revenue is the, the referral program generating for, for the store? That's the number one thing that we look at that when you create a referral candy account, uh, that's the first thing that you're going to see on your dashboard is how much money have you made in the past month using, using referral candy. Um, and there's, after that, we look at other metrics, uh, like, uh, what's the, what's the percentage of, of, um, referral orders compared to uh, the total number of orders that, that you're getting, um, you know, how many new customers you have in the program, how many emails have been sent, open rates, et cetera. But the number one thing that we that we look at and that we use to measure the performance of the program is, is revenue. Um, something particularly interesting, in my opinion, about uh, referral revenue is that that revenue is coming from new customers. So it's actually new revenue. So these are customers that, uh, the revenue that you've generated this month and say $10,000 from your referral program, that's coming just from new customers that last month they didn't know about your brand or they hadn't bought from you before. Yeah. So those are customers that are likely going to stay, they're likely going to, if your product allows it, uh, they're going to buy from you again in the future. Uh, and there's actually multiple studies that say that customers that, that buy um, something and, and, and they've been incentivized by a referral they are going to, they're likely going to spend more um, and stay longer uh, in, uh, as, a, as a customer just because the intent that they have by the time they reach your store, it's a lot higher than if they came from, obviously from ads, but also even from, from organic search. And the fact that somebody made a personal recommendation about a particular product um, adds a lot of intent and, and increases the chances of having that person stay with you for, for a long time. Oh, I can't hear you. Yeah. All right. I'm playing around with this platform. Okay. I brought up this. Uh, yeah. And that's a really good point about um, tracking the right things. And, and obviously revenue is the measure. There's the, the, the key, you know, performance indicator for any referral program. Uh, I think we can caught, get very caught. And this is the, the issue we had with the influencer marketing was, you know, oh, they have a million followers, right? And, and we kind of like, okay, if, if we can get the, the, the product in front of a million followers, we're, we're doing good. Um, but that's, that, that doesn't translate always to that's revenue. And so, you know, uh, to your point, yeah, if, what we're looking for is, okay, is this campaign, is it generating sales, right? Um, do we need to tweak it? Do we need to, to whatever it may be? And we can look at our analytics and I'm sure reporting within the, 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 the system to determine okay um which are which if we work with three three influencers which one which campaign worked the best or you know um it could be seasonal or it could be there's, there's different variations but uh, i love that you mentioned that uh, i brought up the website referralcandy.com uh i think um yeah it's a good starting point for anyone listening to this if you want to jump over there, there there's also a um i believe down the bottom here there's a guide uh yeah how how it works so you got your pricing all these sort of things uh i saw a um a guide to starting a referral program in here somewhere as well <laughs> oh it's probably on the resources uh section oh ah, there you go there you go yeah okay so if you go to resources you can go into there there's, there's really great content around here the blog's awesome um now i wanted to sort of just ask you about the way you're using and maybe you're not the right person to answer this question but um case studies right so this is something that uh I'm doing some research on it's part of a book that i'm writing um and the reason i, I wanted to talk to to uh, 
referral candy and you specifically was because I can see that in your content strategy, um, you are actually utilizing, you know, you've got these top brands that we work with, or this is the, you talked about the integration stack and, and the integration partners, you've got those, which is awesome. And then you've got a good video here on the site, which explains sort of, you know, the software and how it works. And then down here, there's a section here, which is all about, let's share some, some wins and talk about our customer success uh, and the different brands you're working with. So how important is uh, sharing customer wins, you know, to, to your marketing and, and, and just from, from what you've seen over the years? I mean, we're, we're in the business of social proof. So, uh, you know, we, we, we have to do it ourselves as well. Um, I think it's, it's extremely important that we'll never, we'll never have enough uh, case studies. Uh, and that's kind of like, you know, talking from a, from a sales and marketing uh, perspective. Um, that's probably the number one item that customers look at when they are at any, any stage of the funnel. Um, and I, I get to talk to a lot of leads that are just you know, considering running a referral program, whether because whether they, they're coming from uh, watching a webinar uh, that, I'm, that I'm part of, or maybe they're coming from an agency. So I'm talking to these, these companies that are not, they're, they're, they're thinking about it. They're, 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 not, they're not convinced yet about whether they want to run a referral program or not. And one of the most common questions that, that, that often come up is, is, do you have any case studies that I can look at? And more specifically, do you have any case studies of companies like me, like, you know, so like from the same industry or, or the same geography, whatever it is. So um, it's extremely important. And, and as you can see, most of our case studies include actual numbers um, because we, 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 we like the, the narrative of, of explaining how a referral program is, is working. Um, but we always like to include numbers on, on, you know, what's the actual performance that the referral program saw. Um, so, so yeah, it's crucial in my opinion for any marketing uh, strategy, not necessarily just for us, but for, for anybody in this sort of social proof that you can you can include um it's, it's gonna go a long way yeah and i just like the breakdown I, I want people to sort of pay attention or listeners here to pay attention to the structure of how these are done and you mentioned sort of the key metrics the numbers uh you know sharing those uh you know but even just i'm looking at the, the way the page is laid out and it, it's you know it's got visuals you've got you know what does what does the website look like how are they integrating the referral program because you talked about the importance of you know putting it on your website having it in pop-ups you know emails uh, if, if you having some kind of email system that sets up every time someone makes a purchase you mention in the email hey you know we've got this reward for you if you refer someone um i think these are really intelligent ways to do it and i just love the way uh, these case studies are, are, are structured right you've even got the the opt-in page here for this for the the sharing page or, or, or for this particular brand um and you've got a quote from the customer like these are these are just fantastic right and then what i like being that you you, you are a SaaS company is that you've got screenshots of, of actually different parts of your yeah. platform that people can see this is you know if you go into referral candy and you set up your, your program um you're going to be able to do these things you can choose between cash and percentage discount and dollar discount and custom gifts and uh, and whatnot and so um and this is what it looks like when the email comes out or when they get the, to the landing page right like that's that's um really really cool and i even love this you know, screenshot of the the post that the, mm -hmm. the, the, the brand put onto social media um and you can see uh, this this obviously worked for them because they got results, right? So you can get examples yeah. of, yeah. I think people struggle with, you know, how do I actually promote the referral program? What should I put on social media? Do I just say, hey, come in, you know, we've just, we've got this referral link, click on my link, right? But um, if you can be very clear, this is, if you, if you join our program and you refer someone, this is the benefit to you and make that, you know, short and succinct. Um, 
obviously there this is a food brand so you've got some nice picture of food here and it's making me hungry um but uh, <laughs> uh and then the call to action is right, right down here down the bottom um so this is fantastic role uh awesome so let me just stop sharing here so referralcanyon.com everyone that's listening jump over to the site um we're going to deviate from like you've just shared just some tremendous uh you know value on setting up a referral program how to go about it what how should we think about incentives uh you know who's the best for these sort of things um we're gonna wrap up with just a, a, your your perspective on a couple of things related to marketing because obviously you're in the partnerships world and, and you also come in, come from sales which actually is it's, it's like a superpower someone who understands both sales and marketing um because you understand the, the challenges of the integration of both right um so can we just uh, uh i'd like to hear from you um what how do you well let's um, let's let's understand what's your marketing tech stack look like like what what are your favorite tools what are you actually using to to drive the the engine at referral candy uh, honestly our the, the 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 centerpiece of our marketing strategy right now is is our blog uh, and you've been I'm, I'm, i was happy that to hear that you mentioned that, that you know we have an, a a great blog and it i mean it actually is uh, and it's um, employee sound bias here uh, but it, it actually is uh, uh, something that we've put a lot of work um, over the past I mean honestly from from the very beginning uh, our our number one strategy uh, and something that we started with and we've continued to do um, over the past uh, over 10 years is to put content out there that it's useful and it's educational for e-commerce merchants or for marketing professionals obviously we write a lot about uh referral marketing and word of mouth uh, and influencer marketing and you know, kind of everything that that goes under the umbrella of word of mouth but we also write about anything that could be useful for e-commerce merchants or, or e-commerce entrepreneurs or people that are getting started uh taking the first steps uh, we also do the opposite of creating more in-depth pieces for uh, people that have been in the industry for a while or like uh, state of uh, the the industry type of reports. So um, that's, it's helped us a lot uh, to to acquire new customers, uh, not only for like the kind of like the, the initial lead part, but also lead generation part, but also um, af as we go kind of like lower down the funnel, um, I found it myself from from like a sales perspective uh, very useful to share specific articles from our blog that explain maybe certain uh, uh, questions that have come up during during calls uh, with potential merchants. So, uh, so yeah, that's 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 that the number one uh, part of our of our uh, marketing stack. We we also do uh, obviously ads. Uh, it's, uh, it's something that we definitely do. Uh, we also leverage partnerships in the sense of uh, not only agencies as I as I mentioned, but also the uh the partnerships that we have with uh e-commerce platforms such as such as shopify for example has been crucial uh and and in the growth of referral candy and honestly any any company that's that is growing under under the, the shopify brand so uh so yeah uh, i would say that's it's kind of like the 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 main summary of how we typically attract customers but yeah what you're seeing right now the the blog is <laughs> probably the, the 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 number one thing that myself and the marketing team are most proud of and i i know uh one of my friends uh alfred lua has joined the team well right. recently um yep. and, and you know he came over from well, he was with buffer for a while and then he came over to your team and, and he's a, just a gun when it comes to content and community so i wanted to talk about that like you um how do you view community and, and how is that important for 
for building a, a business and, and a brand. Uh, it's, I mean, if you, if you do it well, and if, if you manage to build a community around your brand, uh, that is the, the, the impact that's going to have in your business. It's, it's going to be tremendous. We, we actually have a few case studies on, on our website that talk about how brands have been able, specific brands have been able to build a community around their, or within their customer base. I mean, think about it. You have, um, you're basically finding a way to create a deeper connection with your customers beyond your product, um, beyond your company, you're connecting with your customers because let's say your, uh, your company mission resonates with something that they're passionate about. Um, if you can find that level of personal connection with your customers and even more, if you can let your customers know that that same passion or that same those those thoughts are shared by other people uh they're also part of the uh, of the the customer base and you can create whether it's a physical community like a like a facebook group or 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 a slack community whatever it is um or maybe just put content out there on your website that speaks to that particular audience uh, that's going to be huge um and and since we're talking about referral marketing uh, we're always trying to get the most loyal customers as possible, right? Like, like get them, um, get them so excited about your brand that they, that they will just continue to talk to their friends and, and, and family about it. And if you are creating that personal connection with your customers, now they're going to have an additional reason to refer. They're not only going to talk about your product, like, Oh, I, I bought this t-shirt on this website. It's great. You know, great quality. You should buy it. And it's, the, the, the explanation is going to be a lot deeper. They're going to say, oh, I bought it from this company and they're actually their company mission is this or they're involved in you know, X other project or this is what they're doing uh, to give back to uh, the communities that they're working with. And, you know, the, the, the explanation gets a lot richer. Um, so, yeah, the companies that have been able to do it very well, um, it, it's, it's definitely paid off for them. Um, there's one example. This is pro for, from a big company. Um, so. It, it might not resonate directly to to smaller businesses, but um, I remember during the the 2016 election uh, in in no, was it yeah 2016 election in, in, yeah. in the US yeah I was thinking about whether it was uh, in 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 2020 but no uh, it was in, in the 2016 one Patagonia which is one of my favorite brands uh, they took a stand a political stand uh, and mm -hmm. they they had the they were you know facing the risk of potentially alienating half of their customer base um, and they still did it. Uh, but not they, they didn't necessarily do it um, for the marketing, you know, marketing stunt because other brands have tried to do it and, and it kind of backfired to them. Uh, and customers can tell when when somebody's trying to fake a, a marketing message and this guy has a political stand. Um, but they did it and and it worked really well for them. Um, so you know that that's just one example uh, of of companies looking for that personal connection with with our customers and if it's honest um it's definitely definitely going to work um something that i see kind of like probably the most common example that i see is companies just being proud about the fact that they are a small company uh, we're a small business we're a group of five humans here that are trying to build this thing and you know we're 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 happy to you know share a story with you uh that's that's something that resonates a lot with a lot of customers because it creates empathy so yeah, I really like those examples. And I think leaning into your strengths or seeing 
you know, what you are as that's a strength. Like it's, it's cool that we're a five person company or a 10 person company that it's, it's actually, it makes us nimble. It makes us, we can operate faster than a, you know, 1000 person company. We can make changes. We can do uh, certain things. Then also you spoke to uh, the example of Patagonia to me speaks to understanding what your, your mission is as a company and, and why you're doing the work that you do. Right. And, and it's consistent. So for, for Patagonia to do that campaign or to come out with that message at that time, it makes sense for them because they've already been speaking about the environment, the impacts of what they do. And, and that's already been, a, I mean, if you look at the founder origin story, it goes back to, you know, this guy was hiking or whatever it was, and, and it was already, um, and he was seeing the world changing through climate change and these sort of things. So um, it, it makes sense. Right. And, and where brands fail is when they you know, oh, it, it's it's Black Lives Matter, and we're going to put a black post on social media, uh, you know, to to show our support of the, the 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 message. But if we look at your feed over the last, you know, two years, you've never done anything like that. So it doesn't it doesn't it's obviously a PR stunt, right? So um, yeah, you got to be consistent with your messaging. So very good points. Um, I noticed on your your under your resources on on the website, you've got this uh, e-commerce 100k summit. Um, what's that about? Oh, that was uh, that was actually something that we did a few years ago that we interviewed um, and we still have the link there because it's it's really good content. We interviewed uh, a lot of different experts on uh, on e-commerce. So from founders to uh, e-commerce store uh, founders and entrepreneurs to also um, uh, kind of like marketing consultants and and uh, you know, people that just knew a lot about the industry. Uh, so yeah, we still that that yeah we did that a few years ago, but it's, the content's really good and some some of the content's still evergreen in my opinion. Uh, even though it's been a while, it's still relevant. So we we kept it there. Um, what I, what I something I would like to kind of mention though that we do have on on the website that we launched recently. I'm just you know we're, we're all really excited about. Um, I don't know if you saw kind of like the blue bar that we top we have on the top of the website. Um, but we're, we're, we're launching a grant for small businesses. So we're, we're going to choose one impactful business, um, and that operates in the e-commerce space, obviously. And we're going to give them uh, $10,000, uh, to, to grow their business. And so that's something we launched literally, uh, a week ago and yeah, we're, we're pretty, pretty excited about it. See how, how that goes. That's really cool. So ten thousand dollar grant, or up to ten thousand dollar grant for one one brand to uh, increase their impact, uh, which is really awesome. And I'm, I know we've got some listeners here who would be all over that. So I'm going to make sure I send these to the specific uh, brands and then make sure they, uh, that they apply for for the grant. When is that? Um, when's the the deadline for that? Um, the deadline is on until uh, 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 the first of March. So we okay. have like one more week, I think. Awesome. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, so if you're interested in, in applying for the grant, please head over to referralcandy.com. Uh, we'll link to it anyway, but definitely uh, if you're a brand and, and this you know resonates with you, um, take advantage of that. And I think that it's a great initiative coming from Referral Candy as well. Uh, let's uh, wrap up this conversation. I wanted to uh, just end with a, a more of a personal question, um, which is, you know, it's become, I guess, the most popular question on the, the podcast, <laughs> which is why I leave it to the end. Uh, but um, what's sort of two questions. One is, um, what's a resource that's really helped you to become better at what you do? So whether it's at marketing or sales or whatever it is, or partnerships or referrals, um, what's the resource, whether it's a book, a podcast, you know, a documentary, anything um, that you can recommend to others? Um, I personally find a lot of value on, uh, not necessarily on, um, well, I mean, I also do on, on content, uh, whether it's podcasts or, or blogs, 
Um, but I, it's something that I particularly love is being part of communities of uh, people that work in the same industry as I do or work in the same field. So uh, I'm part of several, uh, mostly Slack communities um, for from people that work in, in, in the DTC world and e-commerce or people that work in partnerships uh, or just you know, e-commerce uh, tech companies in general. So um, it's, it's really useful uh, for a lot of reasons from uh, from kind of finding relevant information to staying updated on what's you know what's coming up next, um, hiring even <laughs> so it it definitely is helpful and uh, it's it's definitely something that I, I like to be part of. Um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of communities that are really active, um, and I guess it depends on what kind of industry you're you're participating in or what what your role is. But um, I mean, there's a community for anything these days, so, <laughs> so yeah, I recommend right. everybody to. Uh, can you name some of those communities, or particularly for the e-com yeah. ones? Because I know some some listeners here would be interested in those. Yeah, so there is one called uh, DTC Fam, um, and it's a Slack community. Um, then there's another one. Well, for for Shopify merchants, um, there's there's one. Actually, let me look at the name uh, real quick, um, so I can share the the exact name. Um, well, I think it's a Shopify Partners uh, community. So uh, people that have either Shopify agencies or, or Shopify apps. Oh, Shopify partners Slack community. Um, one of my favorite ones is it's called Partner League. Um, and it's a community of uh, mostly e-commerce agencies and uh, and also Shopify apps. Uh, so it, kind of like the one thing that we all have in common is that we're all uh, Shopify partners. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a kind of like an unofficial um, partner Slack, uh, but it, it works. I, I particularly love it. And, and the founder of, of Partner League is also the founder of uh, Hey Carson, which is one of the most, you know, like uh, uh, most important uh, kind of agencies uh, in the in the Shopify space. Um, and so, yeah, I would say, yeah, DTC Fam, um, Partner Partner League, and also the, the Shopify Partners Slack community. Yeah, I know. I know Shopify. I think um, Hey Carson might have a Facebook group as well. But yeah, I think the Slack community is probably more active. Um, yeah. that's really really cool. Uh, okay, final question for you, Earl. Uh, in terms of just maintaining your own personal well-being, what's one thing that you do for mental health? Um, I something I actually did a couple of years ago was to uh, remove a lot of uh, social media profiles that I had. <laughs> I was um, I, I realized that I was uh, spending way too much time on 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 my phone in general, uh, and and I, specifically, I was spending a lot of time on Twitter. Uh, which I, I know it can be useful, but at the same time, it, it, I, I found they're kind of draining. And so I replaced that for for books. Um, I, I realized that I hadn't uh, read and I got, you know, actually read a whole book in, in, in a long time. So in 2020, I, I literally started reading uh, at least one book per month and I continue to do so. And I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I did that because I was uh, the, the time that I used to spend on Twitter. Now I spend it reading um, and it's it's something that helps me. A lot, and I and, and I'm glad that I made that decision. So, that's very cool, man. Do you like the physical book in your hand, or do you do the Kindle thing? What's your preference? I do. I, I'm a physical book guy, but um, I mean, I, I I used to I used to bring books with me in my backpack because I've well, been been traveling for for a long time. I would always have a book in my in my suitcase or in my backpack. Uh, but the reality is that they take space and they're heavy. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I finally gave up. Uh, I, I, on, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, if I like a book, I still buy it on physical just to, just to have it. 
but now I'm on Kindle and yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta, I gotta admit it. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, there's always, I mean, I'm the same when I'm traveling, I like to have the book just because there's a lot of downtime, right? You're sitting in an airport yeah, or you're exactly, on a bus yeah. or whatever. Um, that, that really works really well. Uh, has it been a book that you've read, you know, since you switched over to the books, has it been sort of one book that stands out for you in terms of just an impact or insightful or whatever it may be for you just really enjoyed it? Ah, that's wow, that's a really good question. Um, there is, uh, I mean, there, there's, I, mean, I, I, I can't really think of one name right now, um, but I will. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend two novels that I've that I've read in the past year. They're not necessarily uh, you know e-commerce e e e or market related or anything, just fun novels. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one that I read last year, uh, it's actually pretty old. It's the uh, the Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, don't watch the movie. But the book is really good, uh, so it, and it's a classic. So I, I definitely recommend that one. It's, it was really fun to read. Um, and then I uh, recently, actually, Alfred Lua, but you mentioned that you know him. He he recommended this novel called uh, Dark Matter. Uh, so if you're into like the you know like the parallel universes and stuff like that, it's it's a pretty fun book to read. Um, and then, uh, well, there's two authors or three authors that I particularly love um one of them is robert green just the guy that wrote um the 48 laws of power the 33 mm. um uh, uh laws of of war i'm oh, sorry um um what's it called like lessons of war or something like that um but he has a bunch of different books uh, mastery uh they're all they're all really good they're pretty long <laughs> but it, it's actually filled with a lot of different like historical references and stuff and, and they're they're really cool i recommend pretty much any of them uh nasim talev will know him uh, i i can totally recommend him and then i also like michael lewis a lot he he recently he just published a book about uh the pandemic uh the early days of the pandemic uh, interviewing different people in the u.s that started coming before anybody else and mm. it, it was it was pretty cool uh, i think it's called the premonition um yeah i can totally recommend that one that's really cool. And I like just the, the variety of what you read because it's, it's, it's a mix for me, obviously. And you allow your, your brain and your mind to go to different places. So you're not kind of locked. It's like for me, my problem has been just too much, you know, business content, too much uh, that kind of stuff. And uh, I just want the escape. I guess probably that's why I'm so into Netflix because I watch these crazy stories and, you know, um, people killing each other and all kinds of weird stuff that my wife hates but um it's it's yeah it just takes me away and goes okay finally nothing helps us to just expand you know our awareness of things so um thanks for the recommendations they're awesome man uh, i really appreciate you for joining us today uh, it's been a great conversation so everyone if you want to head over to referralcandy.com uh you can connect with raul there um and the team but also check out all the resources get started with referral marketing and if you have any questions at all please reach out to them uh they are they do do also have social media accounts i think it's twitter even though that's probably not raul behind it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah a really great team and, and, and fun to have you on, on today thanks raul thanks for having me all good everyone else uh subscribe share do all, all the things and we'll be back again with uh, another cool guest and uh, uh, another cool topic real soon Now, just quickly, if you want to check out the show notes for this episode, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash podcast, uh, and you can grab all the links and things and resources on there. And also, if you are a conscious entrepreneur, 
got a professional services business, working B2B, uh, and you've got an interest in building influence and income through showing up, serving others, and being real, then I invite you to join my Authentic Influence Warriors Facebook group. Uh, if you want to do that, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash community. Okay, thanks for joining in, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Authentic Influence Podcast at AuthenticInfluence.co. 